Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome to episode number 23 of the Moist Health Podcast. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the previous episodes and this fifth ever there. Start that one again. Usually I edit that bit. Um, if this is the first podcast that you're coming to, then do make sure that you check out the previous ones. I know a lot of people that have started listening to the podcast from, say, episode 18, 19, 20 onwards, and all my days have you guys got a wealth of content to go back on and enjoy. So make sure that you do go into the, the back library, make sure that you do kind of venture back, and hell, even if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, you're 23 fucking episodes deep at this point, do not be afraid to go back and listen, because... It may not have been relevant to you then, but it may very well be relevant for you now. And this is not just about listen to an episode, jobs are good. And I never really wanted to timestamp these episodes too much because I wanted them to always be a resource that you guys could go back on to enjoy and indulge in because they're designed to help you guys adhere to your programs, designed to motivate you, you know, to inspire you, to educate you, to make you laugh, like I said. Uh, and this week... This week we are continuing our education and this week we are touching on a subject which is a lot of the reason why people come unstuck. You know, why they get part of the way through a week and then all of a sudden they stop adhering because of a moment or all of a sudden they just kind of phase out or struggle to continue to stay on track. Because in our lives day to day, we are bombarded with decisions, decisions we have to make about what route we take to the work, what we wear that day, you know, what we are going to be doing in the morning and the order in which we're going to do it, you know, how we're going to juggle our days, how we're going to work with our routines, how we're going to prioritize things, what we're going to have to eat, etc. And there is such a thing called decision fatigue, which is the more and more decisions you have to make, then the less likely it is that you'll actually make any. And the more fatigued you'll become, and then you'll end up just fucking the whole lot off. Hell, I've completely over, overwritten and kind of overhauled my client check-in approach because the approach that I was taking offered a lot of decisions and a lot of questions, etc. And that can easily fatigue people. And one of the reasons that I see people come unstuck with their adherence to a particular program is through a lack of planning, which I've spoken about on a previous podcast, but it's the lack of planning which then leads to additional decisions. Now, this next example I have used previous on a podcast, so you will be hearing this again for a second time, but it's such a powerful one to remind people of because of its impression and because of the outcome that this particular person had and how we basically all hold one of their devices in our hands, quite possibly at this very moment. And that's about Steve Jobs. Now, to run the successful company of Apple, as I've touched on previously, like I said, he had to make a myriad of different decisions every single day. And think of your decision-making ability like a battery of a phone. It does deplete over the course of the day. And this is why sometimes we can get in after a really, really long day and be absolutely knackered and can't be asked to make a decision about dinner. It's because we are exhausted. We have spent our entire day making decisions. And what Steve Jobs did is he had an entire wardrobe full of black turtlenecks, Nike trainers, and blue jeans. The reason for that, every single morning he got up, didn't have to make a decision about what he wore. 
He just had it available. That's my outfit. That's what I'm wearing. And so because he didn't have to expend any mental thought on what am I going to wear that day, it became autonomous. It became habitual. Get up, get showered, put clothes on, go to work. But during that time, his brain was allowed to wander. And this is where some of the most beautiful ideas, some of the most eccentric and revolutionary concepts came from with people just allowing their minds to wander. And this is kind of what social media is killing. We're not allowing our minds to wander when we're stood in a queue or where we're sat down on our own or in a waiting room, etc. We're not allowing ourselves to just think. Instead, we are allowing a device to do our thinking and our thought implementation for us. Hence why it's very important that we pull ourselves away from our devices, which is another thing that I've been doing this week. But anyway, that's my week. In terms of that, Steve was then able to invest more of his time on ideas for his company and about how to change the world. Steve Jobs' vision was to help teachers teach and to help educate people. And so whether you like Apple products, whether you're an Android person, it doesn't come into this. It's all about what he was able to do and the impact he now has on the world. From what Steve Jobs started launching Apple or and then developing products there afterwards with the, you know and then leading eventually to the iPhone and etc. Look at the power. Look at the impact his decision making has had on the world and look at it like a butterfly effect that tiny thing of having some additional thought process some additional battery or decision making battery left led him to the ability to be able to think of what he could give people and thus here we are with our iphone 11s or whatever so when it comes to your week when you fall off track one of the reasons for that, particularly this week, and I know I said I don't like to timestamp people but or timestamp podcasts, but this week is quite prevalent because a lot of teachers are going back to work, a lot of kids are going back to school, a lot of kids are going back to school next week as well. And a lot of decisions are going to have to be made. There's going to be a lot more decisions in people's lives than there have potentially been for the last few months because of lockdown, coronavirus, etc. And so... Decision fatigue is going to be ramped up because people are going to have to make more decisions. And this, I speak so much about planning, but I never speak so much about why planning is important. I always say, yeah, prepare to fail, you know, plan, fucking hell, start that one again. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. But I never actually go any deeper than that. And a deeper layer to failure to prepare means preparing to fail. You prepare to fail because you are giving yourself additional decisions to make. Rather than being immersed in your work, immersed in the looking after your kids or whatever it is that you do, running the household on a day-to-day -day basis, like I said, whatever, you are having to stop, pull yourself out of that flow state of initiative and think, what am I hungry for? What would I like to eat? And then in some cases, you're then having to go, where am I going to have to go to go and get that food because I don't have it in the house? Whenever I enter a deficit for the first time, or re-enter a deficit, let's say, the first thing that I do is, I suppose like most people, I go shopping. But I don't go shopping for specific lunches or, you know, picking up specific kind of, I'm going to have a sandwich this day, this, this day. I like a linear approach. I will go to the shops, I will pick out some lower calorie snacks than potentially what I've been having, or some snacks just in general, you know, 
quite a penchant for a toffee crisp at the moment. And I will then, on a particular day, I will prep a load of meals. Not in a very kind of religious chicken, rice, broccoli kind of way. I will prep something like a, I don't know, like a curry. And then I'll cook up all the curry, cook up all the rice, and I'll push it out into different um, meal prep packages, Tupperware, whatever you want to call it. The reason for that is not through taking a bodybuilder approach, not through taking, I suppose, an unsustainable approach. It's perhaps an approach that I need to adopt in normal life as well as in deficit life. Something I'm still working on. But the reason I do it is because it removes the decision fatigue. Not only does it give it give me accuracy as far as tracking goes, because I'm being linear with my caloric consumption, therefore controlling a variable, which is kind of what deficits are all about. But it also means that when lunchtime comes around, when snack time comes around, whatever, I don't have to make a decision. You know that old saying, never go shopping when you're hungry? Well, that's kind of what happens when you get to lunchtime and you haven't planned your lunch. You are stood in a kitchen, Maybe you're stood in Tesco's Express and you are hungry. Do you think you actually make the best decision at that point? Do you think at that moment in time you are thinking with your deficit and caloric usages best interests at heart? No. You're going to be led by hunger, craving, emotion. And so you are possibly setting yourself up to fail. Sure, flexible dieting whatever you want to call it, allows you to eat whatever you want. But if you'd planned ahead, you probably would have made your lunch fit, I don't know, 400 calories. But by not planning ahead, by finding yourself in the spare of the moment, by making a decision there and then, you're then choosing not only to spend more money, therefore costing you more financially, but you're actually potentially going to cost yourself more calories because you're then choosing an option which is maybe six or 700 calories, maybe 800 which in some cases can be double what you would have done had you have planned ahead. Not to mention by planning ahead, you're not pulling yourself away from work. You're not taking your brain out of kind of thought process and efficient flow state. Google flow state and you'll see what I mean. It's a specific frame of mind you get into when you become ridiculously uh, efficient at the task at hand. And so you're able to be more productive. You'll get more done. And so that stress that you were going to take home with you because you were you had to stop, think about lunch because, and then didn't get work done, you're then not taking that stress home because you've been more efficient at work. You've had a better day. So do you see now why it becomes a butterfly effect? By not planning ahead, not only do you overconsume on your calories, which is then going to have an impact on your dinner and then your availability for any snacks you may want in the evening, and thus then your caloric adherence, Thus, after that, then your mental state of you fucked it, you stupid sod, why have you done that? So, again, negative impact, purely because of not planning ahead. But also, from an efficiency perspective, the jobs, the tasks you wanted to get done, not only from a time perspective, not only from a financial perspective, but from a caloric perspective, you've had to pull yourself out of the task you were doing to make another decision. In a day where you've probably already got a plethora of different decisions to make. So I'm not saying go and buy yourself a load of black turtlenecks. Go and buy yourself a load of blue jeans and a load of Nike trainers and fuck off fashion altogether. That's not what I'm saying. But perhaps applying the Steve Jobs mindset to your approach to your weekday life. 
maybe not even every day, but just your weekday life, is a more efficient way of not only guaranteeing you're in a calorie deficit, but also to be more efficient at the other side of life, the side away from fat loss and deficits and stuff, your work. Because who knows what ideas, who knows what you may get done when you're not thinking about what your next fucking meal is going to be. Plus, as we've all found, sometimes if you don't plan your lunch, you're not very efficient with, say, protein usage. Thus, you get hungry. And so you get to the middle of the afternoon. And instead of planning in a snack because you get hungry every day at 3.30, you don't have anything available. So what do you do? You go to the staff room and you find there's some high calorie treats in there, which you probably would have been able to go, no, you know what? I don't want that. Probably a, a shitty piece of chocolate cake from Lidl's, which don't necessarily do the best chocolate in my opinion. And you probably end up eating that chocolate, even though you didn't really enjoy it, you ate it, blew a load of calories purely because you were peckish, because you didn't plan. So as I said, note again, the butterfly effect that comes off of the back of not planning ahead. Because like I said, as the day goes on, decision fatigue creeps in. And where do most people fuck up their day? It's not in the morning. It's usually the afternoon and particularly the evening. Why? Because they are fucking fed up of making decisions. They have had enough of making decisions. It's one of the reasons why whenever you go to a website, whenever you go to a business... They won't give you too many options with regards packages, etc. It's a very, very clever marketing technique because too many options means you have to make too many decisions. Make it a simple yes or no. One of three options, whatever. It's an old-fashioned marketing technique. Again, look it up if you want to across Google. So if you want to truly see success and be a lot more successful at adhering to your deficits, programs, etc., Reduce the amount of decision you have to make. The amount of times I've missed workouts because I don't have a program in place. And so I'm having to make decisions about what exercises I use, what reps I do, what weight I do. If you don't have a plan, again, more decisions on your day you have to make. So not only are you then choosing your exercises, you're then choosing your meals. And then on top of your meals, you're then choosing when you're going to go for a walk. And this is the snowball effect of a lack of planning. So more often than not, people think that I'm just singing from the same hymn sheet they've heard a million years before, which is just plan ahead. Make sure you plan, plan ahead. And sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to plan. But honestly, folks, when it comes to decision fatigue, it is probably one of the biggest reasons why you are struggling to adhere to your program. And like I said, I'm not talking about being a monk here. If you want to make decisions by going, I'm going to have this lunch on Monday, this lunch on Tuesday, this snack on Monday, this lunch on this snack on, on Tuesday, whatever, and keep things varied, then that's cool. But making the decision ahead of time, putting a plan in place, means that at the time of hunger, you are less likely to be tripped up. And let me tell you, the majority of people's adherence suffers nutritionally, not movement-based most of the time people struggle when it comes to their food and their discipline to adhering to a caloric target and thus that is why it's so 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 important that you have all of your ducks in a row it's such a simple thing to do but it can be incredibly efficient and as i said a million times now the butterfly effect that comes from that 
can have huge positive ramifications to not only the rest of your life, but your work, the success of your deficit, your efficiency, your parenting, Christ, you name it, simply because you didn't wait to then make yet another decision. So there we go. Episode 23, a short one, much shorter than usual. Hell, usually we're talking 20, 25 minutes, but this week, short, snappy, to the point, and there's no reason for me to ramble on longer just to fill up the time frame, like I said. Next week, we're going to be delving even deeper into what I'm calling intrinsic motivation, or not what I'm calling, what's called intrinsic motivation, because a lot of people say to me, Moisey, I lack motivation. I struggle with being motivated to get up and go to the gym or struggle to be motivated to do the things I want to do, to achieve the things I want to achieve in life. And it's because a lot of the time we're focusing on external factors of motivation when in actual fact we need to focus on our why. And that's what we're touching on next week. So stay tuned for episode 24, folks. Let me know what you think of episode 23 and I will see you next time. Have an amazing weekend. And remember, when it comes to your approach to life, when it comes to your approach to stress, stress in particular, remember, accept what you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference. Missed that out on the last few podcasts, but I want to make sure I get it into this one. (laughs) Have a good one, folks. See you next time.